Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Brigand Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there this offseason is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reggie? Yo, yo, what it do, man? What it do? Oh, man, just, uh, you know, it, it, it's the Super Bowl is over. Um, that for for us, our offseason started, you know, a few weeks earlier, but for, for all the NFL, it's it's officially the season of 2023. That's right. And, you know, Washington comes out and I guess, you know, <laughs> one of the first big splashes, right? Other, other than a few head coach hires, um, Washington, to me, almost pulls off a, you know, the, a Hail Mary and completes it. We're making news, man. We're making news. We're, we're uh, you know, Sean Payton going to Denver was a big offseason uh, uh, move. Right. Uh, the Raiders releasing Derek Carr was a big story. Right. And Mr. Enemy comes to D.C. It's a, it's a huge story, man. This is, uh, man, this is this is big. This is big. I, I, I agree. I agree. This is absolutely big. And when there was a little bit of, when we started offensive uh, coordinator search after right. Scott Turner was was gone, you know, some people kind of just rolled the ball out there about Eric Bieniemy, and I think most people didn't take it serious, right? We we don't have a quarterback, a, a proven quarterback. We got a quarterback, but we don't have a proven quarterback. We're going through some ownership change, which means. You know the the stability of the coaches. You don't know who the who the new ownership want wants or doesn't want. Oh, and by the way, speaking of uh, the coach in Denver, you know he comes out and says that you know a couple coaches had interviewed him or talked to him about coming in. So owners. you know it just yeah. So it just goes into to to reinforce that you know from a coaching perspective, it's not the most stable. Now, if you win. Everybody, you know, nobody's going to probably rock the boat if you're extremely successful. Right. But, um, but it wasn't the most ideal situation. Uh, but Ron on paper, on paper, it was on not, paper. Right? Correct. Right. I mean, every everyone knew that, of uh, you know, Eric B tied to open positions is just like anytime the quarterback comes available, they're going to tie it to Washington, right? Because we, because everybody knows we need a quarterback. Right. So anytime there was going to be an opening for head coaching, Eric Bieniemy's name was going to be be out there. And so, so with that was being the case, then when OC opportunity presented itself, again, Eric Bieniemy was was name was floated out there. But when you looked at a lot of the situations, we seemed to be the most unstable because again, essentially anyone, whether it was Eric Bieniemy or any other. Uh, offensive coordinator or coach or whatever that was coming to Washington was essentially coming on a one-year deal, right? Right. Because there's the unknown as to what was going to happen with new ownership. Um, so I understood why people felt like why would Eric Benemy or some of the uh, other coordinators who have options, why would they choose Washington? It's not due to lack of talent, it was just the instability of the organization and some of the unknowns that you can't you can't predict beyond the 2023 season at this point. Right. And so so I understood it. But everyone knew that Eric Bieniemy was probably the, the hottest candidate um, that was out there 
for a lot of teams, um, including Washington. And uh, I got to say, man, for Ron and his crew, Jason Wright, and even Dan Snyder, for that matter, because I think he was involved in some kind of way. Sure. Um, allowing them to go and make this move, man, speaks a lot to what they were able to pull off because everyone thought, you know, myself included, thought well, we were just going to get some guy that's just looking for for an opportunity because no one would want to take this take this role. And under, uh, under these circumstances, correct. Under, under these circumstances, right. And so for Eric Bieniemy to choose Washington is a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, I don't know what the assistant head coach title does for for a guy like that on his resume. I mean, because he's not the head coach. And I don't right. know that when you're in a NFL organization, you know, your your job title for OC versus DC says certain things. But when you're given the assistant head coach title, other than maybe pay, I don't know. Do you have other responsibilities that you wouldn't normally have as an as just an OC? But it seemed to have been a big deal for him to get that assistant head coach title. But I don't know what it means in the big picture. Clearly, it means something, but I don't yeah. know what. I, and I, I think it's just a an, another step, right? I, and I think he probably does take on some more responsibilities. I think you're going to probably um, – I mean, Andy Reid is a big figure, big figure and successful uh, at Philadelphia and then again at, at Kansas City. So – Anybody that's behind Andy Reid is kind of going to be is going to take the the the, the back seat, and, and Ron is not as big of a character. Yes, he's he's a, a head coach who's been around, who's had some success, but I think you're going to see uh, Eric Bieniemy out in front a little bit more when it comes to talking to the media, and I'm not going to say being the face of the Washington staff. But he's going to be a bigger presence than what you see in from Del Rio and Scott Turner, um, and, and and how they present everything. I, he's just going to have a bigger role with the team overall. Uh, is it going to be night and day difference? You know, it, it, he's not going to overshadow Ron, but I think you're going to see a little bit more from him and, and take that that true leadership role because that's what he wants to become. Uh, whether it's you know Ron steps down in in a year or two or three or who knows, uh, you know. You know, if Ron has that has that choice, or if that choice is thrown upon him by by the new ownership, but ultimately Eric Bieniemy wants to become a head coach, and this might be a stepping stone to get there. And I'm sure that's how how he looks at it. And 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 to that point, for Ron to be willing to say, "Hey, listen, listen, young fella, I'm I'm in the business of helping others," and we know Ron does that. Ron doesn't have a problem in reaching back and helping people that have helped him almost to a fault because that's why he brought everyone from Carolina and done some things of that nature. But in this case, right. if, if what you're saying is true, which make, makes sense to me, then clearly I think this is Ron saying, Hey, listen, you, you had 17 interviews. Everybody knows that, that the fact that you're not a head coach in this league is suspect, right? You come here and help us. That's going to help me. I'm going to help you. And part of that is I'm going to basically have you a head coach in training by giving you the assistant head coach title. And there's probably some 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 um, some role and some responsibilities that Ron is going to relinquish over to EB to do some things on the day to day. And that's going to be preparing him 
in what you have to do as a head coach. So for Ron, basically give, giving him an opportunity to get some OJT, that, that, that's, that's par for the course for Ron. So, right. so as much as myself, you, and a lot of fans have against Ron, the coach, this just one more thing, one more brick to stack onto the legend of Ron, the man. Correct. Right. And so, so kudos to Ron for that, man, and uh, for helping AB, whether he becomes a head coach in Washington or he goes on to be a head coach somewhere where else. I think this opportunity that Ron has given him is a probably huge stepping stone uh, for, for uh, Eric Bieniemy's future. Well, and I think, you know, Eric Bieniemy, if he has success here, will, will shine extremely brightly because everybody knows that, that Ron is a defensive guy. Right. right. His forte is defense and he's turning it over to him, you know, in, in Kansas city, um, you know, the, the, the excuse was, well, you have, uh, the, the offensive guy in Andy Reed. Oh, and you have, um, Pat the, the best quarterback in the NFL dynamic right. quarterback. So I, I think, unfortunately that takes away from him, uh, I'm not going to say it takes though, away Ken. from him. I'm, I'm not going to say it ta- I'm not going to say it takes away from him. It doesn't make it your, your your light doesn't shine quite as bright because you have for the detractors you have built-in excuses. And I'm not saying it's legitimate. I'm saying you know that's part of the argument. You know, again, look if you if you win with a quarterback here in Washington, if it ends up being Sam Howell. That that says a lot, right? You took a you took a quarterback from the fifth round with a you know basically a, basically a rookie quarterback, um, and if you make and if you're successful with him, like man, you did it with Mahomes. It wasn't a fluke with Mahomes. You were helping Mahomes make be better. Oh, and by the way, you did it with Sam Howell as well. Come on over here to my team where we've got a young quarterback that uh, we want to make you the head coach. Well, you well, know. to that to 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 that point. Um, you know, I know you're not saying that it's a reason why Eric Benemy is not a head coach, but the whole situation with Reed casting the big shadow, um, everybody knows that it didn't matter that Reed cast a big shadow for um, Matt Nagy. And I forgot the other coach that was kind of under Andy Reed that went on and got an opportunity. No one questioned whether or not what their role and how much they call plays when owners gave those guys an opportunity to be head coaches. Right. And so for people to use that as an excuse that, well, that's probably why Eric Bieniemy is not getting to look at because he's not totally control of the offense. It is BS, right? Oh, but, I don't disagree. Correct. Right? As I, said, Correct. I, I know you're not saying that, but for people, anyone to want to pop off and, and, and spew that out of their mouth needs to be punched in the mouth because you know what? That, that wasn't the excuse people used for the other, other, other two guys that got their opportunity under Andy Reid in the right. same setup. Right. So I don't want to hear that. Yeah, and um, and I again, I I don't know. Ultimately, uh, you know, people once it starts happening, when when he m- misses out on opportunities for head coaches once, twice, three, you know, eight times, you know, the the, the conversation changes. And and I don't know ultimately what what the reasons are. Um, you know, the the the, the what the ultimate reason is because of whatever those reasons are is why. Eric Bieniemy is in Washington D.C. as the offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. Um, you know, one of the things I think you know from from him coming to Washington is when you look at the talent at Washington and and, and why it appeal why it appeals to Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy isn't going to, you know, 
a, a team that has to totally rebuild from the beginning. He doesn't have to, right? right? He's got some skins on the wall that at least he's going to get a job where there's some talent. And clearly he thinks there's talent, right? So you know, we all talk about the receivers and running backs, but the the quarterback that he had is similar in style, or we have quarterbacks that are similar in style with um, Sam Howell. I'm not, I'm not saying Sam Howell is the next Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong, but it's the same style of being a mobile quarterback. Some of the things that can roll him out, that can, that can scramble and get out of situations, Sam Howell can do. Oh, and by the way, if we bring back Taylor Heineke, he has some of those skills. I'm not, I'm not saying they're on par with each other, right? But it's the same skill set that he knows how to use as a coach that uh, Scott Turner never used those skills. He just didn't, right? right? And, and so I'm not saying that, uh, that Sam Howell's the answer. I'm not saying that Taylor Heineke is the answer. What I'm saying is he's coached uh, quarterbacks with this skill set, knows how to use it. I mean, I, I I go back and I say, you know, go look at, go watch the Super Bowl, go watch the Super Bowl. Not not just Kansas City, but look at Philadelphia off, off offense also, and just watch the style of plays, the angles that they came at with their passes, the angles with with their running game. That Washington doesn't doesn't do that at all. Every every team in the NFL can do that. Has the opportunity now. You need to have the skill set of players to do that, but they are a dynamic team. Both teams, you didn't know what play was going to be coming. Oh, it's a is is an obvious running play. Oh, they're passing. It's an av- obvious passing play. They're running. They're scrambling. They're moving the pocket. They're doing the things that a dynamic coach does, and Bienemy is, is bringing that, and he has a, a quarterback in Sam Howell that has the potential of doing that. If they bring back Taylor Heineke, Clearly, Heineke would be a, a a backup quarterback, but in a backup role, he has the ability to do some of that. And so I think that's, you know, the mindset of the skills set that we have and the mindset of Biennemi kind of makes a good match uh, for Washington as well. Well, well, you know, the thing about, let me just say this, for the most part, there's some. There's a few people out there who aren't as excited about Eric Bieniemy being the being the OC in Washington. Sure, people have their opinions. There was, you know, regardless of who came in here, people are either going to like it or hate it. But nonetheless, with Eric Bieniemy coming in here, and if Eric Bieniemy, everyone is for the most part is pretty excited. If Eric Bieniemy comes in and has success, the thing that people aren't talking about is he may be one and done here. Absolutely. Right. We're finally we're all excited and finally like, man, we're going to get a good guy. If he comes in here and has the success that we expect him to have and want him to have. He may be one and done, man. And we're looking for an OC after next season, regardless of what happened with ownership or Ron. Right. It may it may propel him into a head coach and he's a one year offensive coordinator in Washington. So. The good news is that happens. That means he has success here. Yeah. Uh, but mean, the, bad, yeah. the bad news is we're back to to searching for an OC. Um, the other thing that is 
I guess now that the, the the first step has been taken of getting him on board and signed, and oh by the way, he signed a two-year deal, which means right. that's tied into Ron. Um, that also ties into you know maybe some insert uncertainty with the the sell the team, or regardless of what happened with the sell the team and Ron, it allows him to go and be be a head coach somewhere. So it's interesting that's a short-term deal, which which is okay. Right. Um, but the question I have now that I'm curious is. What changes come about with Airbnb? I mean, Airbnb, unlike any of the other people that interviewed for the OC position, had essentially a two-day interview. And you got to believe, other than talking about philosophy, they talked about what he wants to do. And so the question becomes, what happens to some of the players? Do we have the players that he wants to, that's going to fit his offense? Does that mean, you know, I understand everyone thinks that Kyle could be QB1 for Airbnb. What if he doesn't see uh, Howell as that guy and they go after a one of the key free agents or they do something in the draft? So what about some of the coaches, offensive staff? And, and I don't know that he's got the autonomy to do these things, but it's possible because he spent two days and you know that he had to have been talking three about. Three days. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to believe that he talked a little bit about potentially bringing in some of his own coaches that he wants on the offensive side to teach, coach his offense. And we may see a totally different revamped offense. We may need some linemen that doesn't fit what he wants to do. Again, Ron stated how was QB1 going into the offseason, but that was before he hired Airbnb. Right. Airbnb may say he's not the guy from offense. That, that guy could be a free agent. That guy could be in the draft. So there's some other changes that potentially could be coming that as a domino effect of bringing Eric Benemy to D.C. And, and I understand we just want to celebrate the fact that he's been signed and sealed to be coming to D.C. But, man, this I don't know that this is over. I, I agree. One thousand percent. Yeah. The, you know, I, I had mentioned to you uh, via text that, you know, it was a good thing that this process was taking more than more than a, an afternoon right yeah. uh eric eric Bien-Aimé, he he's not he's not desperate for a job he wasn't out of work he's in a good situation that a lot of people in the nfl would say why are you leaving no 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 he was out well, he, he didn't have a contract, but he could have – Andy Reid would have brought him back without a problem, okay. right? Fair, fair, um, enough. fair and, enough. And and he could have gotten on with, with other teams without without much problem as an offensive coordinator. Um, so I, I think to your point, there was a lot of conversation, um, you know, less conversation about uh, financial compensation and more about, to your point, the coaches, the players, the scheme, the – the, the direction that we're going in the draft, the direction in free agency. Oh yeah. Here's players that we may cut they, that we may keep with the salary cap. And Oh yeah. You know, we, we have, you know, looks like we're going to have 40 million. I'm just, I don't know the exact number, but we're going to have $40 million in, in salary cap. You know, how much are, are you going to put towards offensive line as an example? Uh, oh yeah. By the way, Derek Carr is out there. Uh, I, I would desperately love to have Derek Carr. I would desperately love to have, Garoppolo, I would desperately love to keep Sam Howell. Those conversations are happening. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and if you don't think that he's having some say in whether we're going with Sam Howell or we're going in another direction, you're 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 sadly mistaken. 
I, I, I'd be shocked if he's not giving authority to make personnel choices and also uh, coach staff choices. Um, one other thing, right? Clearly, if he's going to run a similar offense here, the tight end is a huge part of the offense, right? Yep. So do we have that guy on our roster? I mean, I think I think I don't think Logan Thomas is going to fit in to what BNM is trying to do. So that means do the young guys that we had are going to step up? Do they go after one of the big key free agents in uh, in, in tight end, whether that's uh, Dalton Schultz or uh, uh, Mike Gusecki out of Miami? Because clearly the tight end is a part of their offense. So, so again, I think I'm I'm very curious as to to see how this is all going to shake out now that they've signed a guy with the uh, with the resume of Airbnb to come in. Because again, I think in order for Ron to get him here, he gave him a little bit of control, and I don't have a problem with sure, it. Sure, sure. Um, but I think he clearly gave probably gave Eric a little bit of control that's going to allow him to be able to make some decisions about this team going forward. And I'm pretty excited to see what those changes are going to be. Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily that – I know you, you brought up the idea about the tight end. I don't know that necessarily that a tight end is a big part of the offense from a scheme perspective. The, the the tight end became a key part of it because they had such a talented um, tight end, right? If if they would have had a, a, a generic tight end, they would have used tool, you know the tools in other directions that they had. Uh, clearly, they did it. Uh, you know, hit the receivers more when they had dynamic receivers. Not that the receivers were bad, but you know, before they start trading receivers to to Miami, um, man, the, re the receiver was all seemed like he was always you know going going to the receiver too. Um, one of the things and and kind of piggybacking on a lot of what we always have already talked about. You know, I, if, if you hear me talk before, I normally will say, and this is a generic um, statement here that. All the teams, other than five or six players, are are, are pretty even in the NFL, right? There, there's there's three or four that are that are really good, three or four that are really bad, and everybody else is kind of the same. And the difference that makes the the team barely make the playoffs or or not are difference makers. And we don't ever talk about coaching being difference makers. Uh, potentially, it is potentially right. Uh, we might have a, an offensive coordinator that is a difference maker based on what he has done and his style and his learning experience under the Andy Reid umbrella. And and that's what I'm excited for because we had the total opposite with Scott Turner, right? S Scott Turner was a hindrance on his play calling, and I think we're going to see a much more aggressive um style of offense that doesn't necessarily mean more success but it means uh it, it normally it does but we're going to see a much more aggressive and a point that you brought up earlier you know in a roundabout way i would love for eric Bieniemy to be a one-year offensive coordinator with washington because you know that means we're we're not only just making the playoffs we are we are pushing the envelope uh potentially as, as being a NFC representative in the Super Bowl. And it also, I'm not saying we're going to get there, but I'm saying when he's a one-year coach, that means our offense turned around. Man, you made me adjust my head on that. Ooh. Hey, but 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 that's what the, that means, right? You're, you're going to go from being a, a 22 to 25 to 28 offense, and you're probably, that means you're going to be moving up to 
you know, 12 to number eight offense. Um, that's, that's a huge jump along with a defense that we have that, that we should have. If we repeat from last, you know, last year, that means a lot of success in Washington. And, and again, in that situation, I'm, I'm rooting for him to be a one-year coach because that means a lot of success in Washington. Well, I think for me, what I'm excited about Eric being, I mean, and, and, and obviously he comes in with some question marks, right? I yep. get it. Um, but what I'm excited about is the mindset. I think, uh, to, as you pointed out, I think the aggressiveness, the aggressive style of offense, I think we're going to see some creative creativity comes out of the offense and the way we look on Sundays. Yep. And, 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 and like I said, man, at a minimum, Eric bien knows what the success looks like. He's been with Andy Reid for five years. He knows. He knows how Andy Reid thinks. He knows how to game plan. He, he, you can't help but absorb that knowledge from Andy Reid to kind of implement it. He'll do it his own way, but he understands how game planning and scheming up for an opponent with a young mind that he has and the creativity that he's going to bring. All of that combined makes me excited about the potential what Eric Benemy can do for um, – for Washington, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, exposing weaknesses, your uh, your 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 week to week planning and setting up and and how you practice and all those things that Andy Reid teams. I mean, Andy Reid teams, you know, offense has never been an issue for any Andy team Andy Reid team. Right, and that's you know, hopefully something similar is is coming to Washington. Um, and you know a former player so he should be able to relate to the players um and so yeah i, I have i have high hopes for this uh you know it, i mean you can speak for yourself i'm more excited about this hire than ron rivera being hired oh absolutely. I, I, I wasn't anti i wasn't anti ron rivera don't get me wrong but but this is a bigger hire i think than the actual uh ron rivera hire Ron Rivera didn't excite the two of us. Maybe some other people were, but when they made the announcement of hired Ron Rivera, neither one of us was excited about it. Um, so, so it's easy for me to be a little more excited about Eric Benemy hired than it was with Ron Rivera. Right, right. So, so yeah. But man, this is a great day for us, man. I mean, in fact, this is going to be a huge off season for us. I mean, Eric Benemy is the first domino to fall. You still have the ownership thing that will get settled one way or the other, and then eventually we'll get into the normal business of, of football, which is the the draft, free agency, the draft. What happens with some of our big name players that you know contract signing? So this is going to be a huge, huge off season for us. Um, we'll we'll be here. We certainly have our thoughts and opinions on it, and we'll continue to give those. And you know, for those that are tuning in and listening. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll know how we feel about it, but man, I'm excited. This is going to be probably one of the bigger, bigger off seasons, um, in Washington history, at least probably in my lifetime. Um, when you, when you, when you take all things considered, I mean, everything with, all, the whole ball of wax. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with some key players, the sell of the team, what happens with the coaching staff, we have a legit bona fide play caller in DC we have talent on our team. We got five guys making the Pro Bowl. I mean, it, I mean, all of these things coming together, man. And I think there's going to be some, some bright days in DC, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, it, and it wouldn't surprise me 
I, I'm going out on a, on a limb here, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if Washington does something like at, at one point, uh, now this is talking about probably seven, eight years ago where the saints went all in more, more recently, the Rams went all in, uh, because the window, the window is there other than, you know, again, quarterback's going to be a big thing. So that's why I'm saying if they go all in, watch, watch for one of the veteran quarterbacks to be looked at at Washington plus be enemy plus the skill set players that we have. And they're going like, Hey, we'll, we'll take the hit on the set on the uh, salary cap in three or four years, but we're going to make a big push for it right now because you, you put in the right quarterback and maybe that's how, right. But you put in the right quarterback with an aggressive offensive play caller uh, and designer, along with the talent that we have, along with, what we think is our defense is a very solid defense. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's an, it is an opportunity to go all in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Think, things, things are looking up. The arrows pointing up. Things are looking up um, in DC, man. Exciting times. I mean, I, again, there's a few more dominoes to fall o- over the next few months of the season before we get into OTAs, but man, I think lots of uh, Washington news is going to be coming um, coming down the pipe here. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of excited about it. It won't be a boring offseason, I don't think. No, no. Even even my dogs are excited for the season. Uh, as you can hear in the background, man, they they're, they're speaking up. They're 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 ready for the season to start. And and unfortunately, it just finished, right? Yeah, yeah. So but, uh, you got anything else on this? We'll be talking about this throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely, man, because, again, some changes will be coming with, with EB for sure. So we'll be continuing to talk about that and discuss it. So, But as of today, man, EB's in D.C. So here we are, onward and upward. Yes. Looking forward to it, man. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Until, until the next uh, podcast, peace out, knuckleheads. Peace out, y'all.